Today I want to talk a little bit about the psychodynamic approach to psychology. And it's not going to be an exhaustive look at it by any means, but there are some things that I want to address. For starters, the whole idea that as adults we struggle with unconscious forces from our childhood always seemed really abstract. I kind of believed it, but also kind of didn't. As I started reading Freud's books, some of it did begin to make more sense, but if I'm being completely honest, it took a long time for any of it to really click for me. Now, this is a highly useful concept to understand, though, even if it is a bit obscure. The whole idea here is to dig into your unconscious mind to discover and change any programming that is holding you back or hurting you. Remember that 95% of your life is lived unconsciously. That doesn't mean you're asleep, just that you're not consciously aware of what you do. Like I said, it took me a long time to start to understand the whole Freudian approach to the unconscious. It didn't always make sense that something from my childhood could still be affecting me today without me even knowing about it. After all, I'm an adult and I can think for myself now. What's more than that, I can evaluate myself and subject my behaviors to the lens of reason and rationality. Well, here's how it finally clicked for me. And we're going to start in childhood. Children are learning machines. They spend most of their time in either an alpha or theta brainwave state. Those are the states that you go into during the hypnosis process during when you're falling asleep or are otherwise just in a highly suggestible state of mind. We talked recently about hypnosis and how trance works. Kids live in that state and they're absorbing crazy amounts of information on a daily basis. Kids are also really good at acting out what they see around them. They'll make artwork that reflects their limited understanding of how the world works. They'll play house and you'll see them take on the roles of the adults in their lives. What finally clicked for me is that kids are basically like parrots, but just a little bit stickier. They mimic what they see around them. We have these neurons in our brains called mirror neurons, which are a somewhat recent discovery. What's interesting about these mirror neurons is that they allow us to observe other people doing something and mimic them. And they're basically firing when they see something being done. That makes it a lot easier for us to actually do the same thing for the first time. Now, we do this without even thinking about it, but it's actually an incredibly complicated process. The end result is that we're able to quickly learn from those people around us. This is a vital skill for us to have. But what about when kids mirror adults who have bad habits? What about when they're mistreated and they go the rest of their lives acting out that same story over and over again? You'll see people who impulsively rebel against everything that they perceive to be any attempt to control them, and you'll find people who just see themselves as a victim uh, who seems destined to be stepped on. See, this is how the unconscious gets stuck in past trauma. For example, if your parents fought a lot growing up, you thought that that's just how life is. You don't have a larger frame of reference at that age to compare your life to any alternate ideas. When you go to play um, house as a five-year-old, you make your toys fight with each other because that's the story that you see played out and you don't have the understanding to write a different script yet, so you just kind of follow along. And that wouldn't be such a big deal if it weren't for the fact that you're in that high state of suggestibility and you're actively learning as you're doing this. You play that story a couple of times and it becomes a habit. Now your unconscious has built a map of what all of your relationships look like and it involves a lot of screaming and yelling. You don't even know that you've built a map, but every time you play, you're rehearsing those future behaviors. As you get older, you forget that you played these games where you acted out negative relationships, but your habits don't forget anything. That map is still there in your head somewhere. Now, when you get older and you're learning how to have a relationship of your own, you're going to automatically revert back to that early script that you've always been using. The thing is that now you don't even know that you're doing it. You've learned this story and made it muscle memory, and to create a new map requires a lot of work because you have to completely change your programming. This isn't to say that everyone blindly copies and pastes their parents' behavior onto their own lives. You do make your own decisions, even if they are heavily influenced by society. It's just that you still have those maps in there somewhere. To make it even more complicated, your partner is doing the exact same thing. 
you may think that you're fighting with them when in reality you're having the same argument that they saw their parents act out. And who knows how far back that goes. It's a generational cycle and it's up to you to break it. And this applies to everything, by the way. It applies to finances, health, relationships, education, work ethic, temperament, and so on and so forth. So a lot of times people will feel like they're stuck in life and it will turn out that there's these neurological maps that aren't really leading in the direction that they want to go. It sometimes takes a bit of work to discover these maps and it can really take a long time to discover the root cause of them. The thing is though, until we rewire these undesirable areas, we're likely to keep repeating the same patterns over and over. This can be difficult. Developing enough self-awareness to bring the unconscious to the light of day is a challenge. Confronting the monsters under your bed that you've been trying to ignore for the last 20 plus years takes a lot of courage. We like to see ourselves in the most positive light possible and holding up the mirror to our trauma and our shadow self is something that most people will do anything to avoid. They'll drug themselves, they'll medicate themselves, distract themselves, lie to themselves, whatever they have to do to justify their behavior and explain away any cognitive dissonance. So how do we work on uncovering this faulty program? Well, it's going to take a lot of self-reflection, patience, and a willingness to confront the darker aspects of your nature. There's a lot of ways to take a closer look at the shadow self. One of my favorite ways is through writing. Um, journaling is a good one. Um, I, I do feel like it has its limits. If you sit down to write something, it's okay to use that as a time for self-expression um, to get whatever negative feelings you have out on paper. But I would advise that you be careful with this. I think a lot of times when people say that they're just venting, what they're actually doing is focusing on that negativity and magnifying it. Artists are particularly bad at this. They're, they'll say that their work is expressive, but in reality, they're just pushing themselves further and further into a hole by letting these thoughts and feelings consume them. This isn't to say that expressing these emotions should be avoided, just that you should be careful to pay attention to when that expression turns into obsession. The other thing with journaling or with just writing these thoughts down is to make sure that the goal is to get to the bottom of it all. It's important to ask yourself, why do I feel this way? What's the root of all these feelings? What feeling is beneath what I think I'm feeling? The reason being, if you just express it and move on with your day, you haven't really gained anything. You haven't learned anything about yourself. It's out there and maybe you feel better for a little while, but you're not solving the problem. And the idea is to get down into the root cause of these, these unconscious maps that we have to figure out where they come from and figure out how to redirect them. So I remember one time there was a certain situation in a relationship where um, it was making me very depressed. And so I took some time to sit down and just observe the thoughts and feelings that came up whenever I thought about it. And at first it seemed pretty straightforward and it was really hard not to get stuck just feeling down on myself, just feeling negative. But I started to follow each one of those feelings back to their source and I started to notice something interesting. Before the depression, there was a quick little flash of anger. And so I did some more digging and I realized that the situation wasn't making me depressed at all. The situation was actually making me angry, but I also felt powerless because I didn't think there was anything I could do about it. In prior relationships, I was with somebody who was very manipulative and she would do things that were wrong and then protect herself by making me feel bad for being angry with her. So somewhere along the way, that became a habit for me. I started to unconsciously think that it was wrong for me to be angry with my partner. And I didn't realize that I was feeling this way at first, but I had acted out that script so many times that it had become a habit. It was just an unconscious reflex. I didn't even know I was angry. But once I realized this, I was able to address that anger head on. I realized that it was a valid emotion and it was trying to warn me that something was wrong. The anger really didn't have any deeper meaning to it other than just being a warning sign that something needed to change. So that anger was my shadow side. And since I was repressing itself, it needed to manifest in another way. Just like if you lock the demons up in your basement, they're still there. They're still going to bang on the air ducts, rattle the door, and pee in your vents. 
Dealing with the shadow self is a recurring theme of the show. It's something that I've covered before, and I'm going to continue to do so. Um, but I hope that this did give you a better perspective on the Freudian approach. Just because, like I said, it was a very ob obscure, abstract thing for me. I never really understood like how your childhood issues could be at the root cause of your behavior as an adult. And it seemed kind of, it, it seemed like it did have some validity to it, but it, it took a pretty good amount of research, thinking, and experimentation before it finally clicked for me. So I was just trying to share that that, that is what made it click for me, that idea that you're basically building these maps in childhood. And it, it doesn't have to be that like you're playing a game and that that game is what ends up being reality. It's just that you're in a very suggestible state as a child. And so you build those little structures in your, in your brain. It's a, it's a physical thing, the way that your neurons are um, arranged. It's a physical structure that's arranged in your brain. So as you grow up, that structure is still there. More often than not, we don't really think about the habits and the unconscious reactions that we have to things, but they can get started. They can, they can be created in childhood and not go away. So anyway, that's what finally made it click for me, guys. I hope that everything made sense today and that I did a decent job at explaining everything. Thanks for listening. Good luck.